0: is no more oh really no uh, for a year I've been rocking a CPAP machine I'm not sure what CPAP stands for um, it's this mask I put it on the mask is attached to a tube which is attached to a device yeah but I put water into and Wait, it water? Uh, really there's water involved like a humidifier and it like forces air into my face just gently enough that uh, uh, when I'm asleep and I breathe it Air goes through, circulates. No snoring. Wow, there is a steady mechanical hum, which is, I think, <laughs> and occasional, you know, noises from the machine, which I think are just as bad as the snoring. But, but uh, I get a full night's sleep.
1: That's great. I didn't mm. even realize that uh, that this was a real problem. I just, I just cited it as a generic uh, sleep issue that anyone might
0: have. But it, it's a serious thing for you. It was a fair assumption, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was a good bet. <laughs> what, that you snore? That I, that I snore like a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, CPAP machine.
1: Well, yeah, well done. Well done. I can I almost missed. see the, uh, I mean, I haven't heard the machine yet. I'm sure I'll, I'll get to hear it eventually. I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. you'll, uh, you'll uh, put, your, as part of your... Uh, What's it? Vaporwave. You're gonna, your upcoming vaporwave album will have a lot
0: of CPAP yeah. on it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, kind of a normcore vaporwave album.
1: Yeah, but uh, I imagine uh, it could serve as white noise that uh, maybe even aids the sleep. Yes. No. A little bit.
0: A little bit. It sounds kind of like this. Sure. Sometimes a little verbal, verbal, Burble. burble, burble. <laughs>
1: Kind of like a, a bonus radiator.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Good. I'm glad that's working for you.
0: Um, Thank you. So what's new? Cheers. Oh. oh. Well,
1: uh, one, of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, to see how the old uh, AWP went.
0: Associated Writing Programs Conference. Yeah, you went to it. I attended. Last week? Yeah. Tampa, Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wait, I can literally see. I heard a printer and I could see papers literally just appearing <laughs> over your left shoulder.
0: That's how I write, John. <laughs> are you I really just, got it. It's very efficient.
1: You're thinking poems at the printer right now?
0: Yeah, they just, just come out of the printer every 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> anyway. I had a little chip implanted. <laughs> um, just, it's, it's, the poetry comes from the subconscious anyway, so I had the chip put in my subconscious. Sure, it's connected to the printer and just spits something out every ten, fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's golden, I mean, it's quality stuff.
1: You must be making quality so much stuff. money right now. I'm so rich, <laughs> so rich. Anyway, you went to Tampa, Tampa,
0: Florida. Went to Tampa, Florida. You were missed. Thank um, you. Uh, you were discussed. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> um, there was a lot of "Where's John." Uh, if you're Ed, then where's John? Uh, there's you and Alice. John must be nearby, right? Well, he's not. He's not chose not to attend. Then I had to remind them that that you had actually only recently even considered the possibility of ever attending in AWP. True,
1: but it's been and, uh, it's been four four or five years I've been going regularly. I think I'm kind of a regular now. I mean this I okay. think this this year was an aberration. I'll probably keep going. And of course, okay. next year is Portland. I next should ask you. You know, now that we're gonna, we're almost a year out, uh, you can tell me what the right place to stay is. Um, my house, I suppose. Well, I, that's yeah. a, certainly a possibility, but I've got a travel money.
0: The city is so thoroughly Airbnb'd, yeah. and the conference is on the the east side, the more residential side of the city, mm-hmm. that I think that's probably the thing to do. I don't even know if there is. There may technically be a conference hotel, but we don't have... Portland doesn't really have a hotel like that.
1: Interesting. Know, so, All right.
0: Um, so uh, I don't.
1: I, know. I, I would want to know what Portland's equivalent. I, I uh, not to turn down your offer to stay at your place, which I enjoy doing, but I will actually, I will actually have some institutional funding for this. So might very well make a uh, make a little vacation. Fancy well, location, if the if yeah, the if
0: the legacy of Aloysius J Cornell wants to pay for a few nights at the Benson or the Heathman or the Ace, <laughs> okay. um, or, or the Deluxe, huh, um, or or even nay, may I dare say the Jupiter, um, then I, I think I think that uh, you should allow <laughs> you should allow that to happen. Okay. mm Hmm.
1: I may, I may. I'll look into it. All right. Anyway, so if, if, what, if what I was said? <laughs> what was said about me? You said that I was, I was spoken of. Oh,
0: well, old friend friends were saying, "Where are you?" Huh, okay. um, uh, but then, I uh, an unusual number of people who I did not know and seemed to have no direct connection to, through either you or, or me, um, mentioned that they listened to or had listened to um, this podcasted conversation that we have occasionally. Oh, that's good news. That we have occasionally, and they had listened to it occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double occasion. People you'd never met before told you this. Never met them.
1: That's great. Never
0: met them. It's interesting. Yeah.
1: This, that happened to me on the book tour, too. Some of the people uh, who showed up were strangers who had heard the podcast. So I th- yeah. am
0: grateful to them. I'm. That's interesting, yeah. Okay, so,
1: so very slowly, you... Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in your Skype window. The Let's... not not only do not only do poems <laughs> mysteriously appear over your yeah. shoulder, but a, a a crusty uh occlusion yeah. is has been encroaching from the upper left-hand corner of the screen. <laughs> what is it? Yeah.
0: That's my electrical tape veil over the uh over the uh computer camera. <laughs> oh, you're one
1: of those.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why my... why ever would you have reason to be paranoid about about internet
0: <laughs> surveillance? I ran out of tinfoil to put around my head. And so <laughs> I thought that the least I could do is put some, um, uh, some electrical tape over my webcam. Seems that's, like a good idea. That's wise.
1: Know. Today's Oh, by the way, for years we have had a uh, Lunchbox podcast Facebook page and... We probably still do, but I no longer have access to it because I have permanently deleted my Facebook account.
0: Yeah, um, I cool. have access to it, and it still exists. I think, although I think no. they're not—they're not—they're not much use. Well, I update read. it
1: every time we do a podcast. I put a post about it on the Facebook oh. page just for those people who might be following us that way. But uh, yeah, it, I think you have to pay to make your followers even see the damn thing. So uh if you would like to once we once I post an episode if you're interested in putting it up on the Facebook oh, uh, I should do that you may, but after this week's news of um the surveillance state being even more uh chaotic than yeah. previously just known take it down. i yeah. just uh, i
0: just didn't want i didn't want to go there anymore yeah I'll take it down um, yeah AWP was nice yeah. uh Tampa is uh I don't really have room in my head for the idea that Tampa is a pleasant city. And yet? Was it? It is. I think Tampa's nice.
1: I have spent a little time in Tampa. I honestly was a little bewildered by people shitting on Tampa uh, previously, to the yeah. you know, before the conference. But then, yeah. when the, uh, as the social media photos began to... There were a lot of swimsuited riders on beaches in these pictures, uh, maybe no, I, I was, I didn't see that. Made me a bit envious. I have to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't have any plans on living in Tampa, but I certainly would not begrudge anyone living there. Okay. Uh, it felt like, uh, it felt like San Diego uh-huh. in, in good ways. I mean, like, a uh, like a, a healthy and pleasant place to, to live, uh, Quiet life. Is that another canto.
1: Another, another, another canto uh, being extruded back there. Sorry.
0: Well, that, no, that was my CPAP machine. My CPAP machine is also my printer. Okay. Yeah, it's all. I integrated them into one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more seamless transition between the subconscious and the printing states. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's really great. It just, I mean, it just you know, I don't snore anymore. I don't have to consciously work on poems. Um, yet I, I have you know twelve hours of blissful sleep and a manuscript every three to four weeks. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh,
1: anyway, back to Tampa. I uh, I'm interested in knowing whether you found any compelling dining options.
0: One of the reasons why I had a pleasant time in Tampa is that I barely left the um, the. The convention area. I mm-hmm. uh, had none of the, the struggles that one often has navigating a city. I, I, I largely didn't have, except for the last day, on Sunday. And I will I will find out the actual name of this place. Okay. Um. Uh, went to. Um, Wat uh, Monkol Ratanaram Thai Temple. I'm, little, I'm trying try. to spell it just. F- just, just from what I what I gave you. What Wat
1: Ratinarum Thai Temple. I think.
0: Oh, okay. Well, oh, there it is. No, there we go. I got it for you. There's the English one. Okay. Um. Uh, so my uh, my my editor was looking for some place to go because we all had late flights coming to the West Coast. And I uh, was trying to find a place to, to eat. Thought about the Colombian, which is an old, kind of the grand old Cuban place there, but it wasn't, wasn't enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, thought about some great barbecue place that is recommended, but it was too far away and there were too many vegetarians in our party. Um, and so we, we found this Thai place, not realizing that it, was not a, it wasn't really a restaurant, but it was a whole Sunday market <laughs> Wow! at this temple um, in which there are food stalls. And picnic tables under moss draped uh, live oaks along the side of the Ibor uh, River or the Tampa River, and um, on the grounds of a beautiful Buddhist temple. Wonderful, yeah. There's the was-
1: uh, the, it, it, this uh, website doesn't foreground the food; it foregrounds Buddhism and yeah, the weather in Thailand. There's a little uh, w- there's a little web widget. Telling you what the weather is in uh, in Thailand, it's 82 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit in Thailand. By the way,
0: yeah, yeah. So, in addition to you know being a place for worship, devotion, thoughtfulness, and Buddhist discipline and meditation, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. a Sunday market every Sunday. Yeah, um, um, and uh, there was kind of standard Thai food, but you know, very good. You know, noodle soups and. Fried bananas, uh, yeah. Thai tea, Thai iced coffee, um, you know, some desserts, um, Gai tao, It was nice. The food was very good, but just being able to sit at, at the, after the end of a, a nice, but you know, sterile conference environment to just be at some, some, you know, painted picnic tables, um, outside with a bunch of, uh, nice people, kids running around, um, Good company, yeah. Uh, orchids, you know, growing from the trees, you know, strange things of Thai Buddhism that I don't understand, but are gorgeous, like a lot of dragons, and sweet, uh, uh, very uh, 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 unexpected, an unexpected boon. That sounds lovely. And
1: uh, yeah. your uh, uh, the the memorial event for Derek went well, I trust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a death day. So I started out there was a I was on two panels. There was a panel in the morning about Apollinaire who's been dead for a 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um and who I don't have any emotional connection with except for uh, well, I guess I no personal connection with. Yeah. As I feel emotionally moved by by him. Um and then uh, you know, a break for lunch and then uh, another death panel Sarah Palin said there would be death panels There were death panels <laughs> uh, Tribute to uh, Claire Kageyama and uh, Derek, two University of Houston PhD graduates from about the same Time, who passed away About the same age About the same time Yeah. Uh, uh, both with kids I mean, it's very sad, you know um, but uh, a joyous celebration of memories. I did some impressions of Derek. <laughs> he had a few laughs uh described his face yeah um, and tried you know tried to make it to say that you know this sort of occasion is uh there's a lot of wonderful people who die um but what's you know particular about this is is an obligation to his uh uh, to those of us who loved him to also can try to make some arguments for why he should be people should be interested in him sure right some arguments for the merits of his work uh, aside from how kind and generous he was um, so i tried to make some arguments for his work sure um, and you know continued interest and legacy and significance of them to people who 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 might not have had the pleasure of knowing him
1: I'd um, like to think that at the end of that road, there is a uh, collected poems someday.
0: Someday, yeah, someday. His work was on three different presses, and there's a good bit of unpublished stuff and some really good early stuff that I found going through emails and letters. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of his stuff that he wrote, like his, you know, in soon after school. That okay, so his first book was was very much about. Um, his experience in Rwanda in the mm-hmm. Peace Corps. Yeah. But there were, you know, a lot, and, and there, there were a lot of really other fantastic poems. He, he, he was writing, writing
1: He was writing some of that in Montana, right?
0: Some of it. Yeah. Cause it had it just happened. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, they, they had left the Peace Corps early because of the genocide. Um, and, uh, uh, instead of going someplace else, they'd, you know, gone to grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, a lot, there are a lot of other good poems from that era that weren't related to the Rwanda story that never ended up in a book that, that are pretty fantastic. Sure. So so I think there's, there's – we talked about that um, possibility have, down the line.
1: Have you thought about not to – this is sort of a lateral move because it gets me thinking about like who um, – and we didn't mention – we're just following up from last week. This is Derek Burleson, the poet who we were talking about in the previous episode Um. Uh, his his books Ed's discussing, but did, is someone named like executor of his papers? Did, did his papers go somewhere? Like what? Ha- you know, I'm 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 thinking like, what do you? Is there a threshold of fame or influence above which your papers go someplace significant, or is this something every writer should be thinking about?
0: I I don't know. I think it's it's egotistical to think about it, but it's also probably practical.
1: Sure.
0: We have a friend in common who's been keeping carbon copies of his letters since he was in school. Really? Do we? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Uh, um, I think it's an embarrassing thing to do, so I won't say it on the air. But I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll know. You already probably know who it is. Um. Uh, I suppose it's worth thinking about. Like we were talking about last time we talked with Alice and and uh, like like the Austin. Library initiative to you know collect oh, yeah. people's papers. Yeah, um, and you know, there's some talk about how you know how you can archive things digitally since you know all, all these emails and things will be lost. Yeah, but and I
1: uh, I've I tried to delete. I delete email. I think I think I've said this before on the yeah. podcast, but I think of emails as as transcribe phone conversations. I yeah. I, I just delete everything.
0: Um, I keep I keep some drafts when I think about it, um, but you know houses burn. I, th- I think if 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 your papers and things last and somebody's interested in them, it it's it's not because you had a plan. You know, it's some it's because of accident. Yeah. You know.
1: Um, and I was thinking about it be- also because I started reading. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be writing a review of it, but I'm also reading it for pleasure. Uh, Dennis Johnson's posthumous story collection which is wonderful um but again it got me thinking about about things like archives and what what of a writer we should consider canonical there's those things that are published of course but then there's things that weren't published and shouldn't have been and then there are those things that weren't published for reasons of i don't know idiosyncrasy or in Derek's case, I imagine, in a lot of poets' case, good work that just doesn't fit with the th- with the emerging theme
0: of a manuscript. Or you publish it in a magazine, and and it just stays there, and that's fine. But you, you know, no one ever sees that magazine again. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's I know, you, some people look for it. I think. Uh, I think if you don't have any, if you don't do anything else. Then I suppose that response just falls to your family. Um, and then they can designate somebody. <laughs> if they care to. <laughs> if they care to, if there's a need to. Yeah. I suppose it's just a kind of property. Yeah. Just like a garage or a car in some way.
1: Well, I've probably told you about my friend Brian Hall's. Uh, nightmarish experience trying to get permission from the estate of Robert Frost to put uh, bits of poems into his novel about the life of Robert Frost, mm-hmm. um, which is a great book. It's called Fall of Frost um, mm-hmm. by Brian Hall. About eight years ago, eight, 10 years yeah, ago? I, th- I believe so. Um, and uh, they, they strung him along for a really long time. Uh, telling him that the, the the approval would come any minute now, and that he'll, he should hand in the manuscript, and but there should be no <laughs> there should be no problem. And then when the manuscript came in, they were like, "No, you can't use any of it." So he uh, had to re rewrite the manuscript, the including the bits where Frost is literally writing poetry in his head um, without any poetry. I only read the. Yeah. I only read the original version that that was in galleys. It was in bound galleys, so the bound galleys they house, got that far along. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, it. I. I think the. I think there is a particular person who is enjoying wielding this power at the estate, yeah. and um, and enjoyed sort of like, <laughs> sort of like Trump firing Andrew McCabe twenty six hours before his retirement. Uh, kind of enjoyed pulling the rug out from under anyone who yeah. might want to reprint bits of
0: Frost's work. As Frost would have. That's <laughs> keeping with the spirit <laughs> of Frost, as I understand him. Yeah, I bet you're right. <laughs> uh, the man who would uh, start a fire in a trash can at somebody else's reading because the reading was going well.
1: <laughs> did that actually as happen?
0: He did. He did, yeah, I did that at the Bread Loaf Little Theater once. <laughs> So I can't remember who was reading. Maybe it was Howard Nemeroff or somebody uh was reading and it was going very well and Frost just could not stand somebody, you know, kind of upstaging him, so he started a fire in a uh wastebasket.
1: Did was he trying to um I boy, I just try I just Googled Robert Frost fire trash can in hopes that there would be some uh, written account of this. And what did I get is a uh an at no, <laughs> just just trash cans. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> the, the internet just decided, you know what? The most important part of this <laughs> is the thing that you can buy. So let's yeah. show this person a whole lot of a whole lot of wastebaskets. Nice. Anyway, that's a great story. I love
0: yeah. stories of pettiness. Oh, me too. me too. Luckily the world abounds in them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the world abounds in them. um. Uh, but that was the main uh, that was the main food pleasure of of Tampa. Um, other than that I was sharing a room with with a uh, our friend Shauna Hannibal, whose her book's out, and she came and uh, we're both somewhat thrifty, and so we went went to the Publix mm-hmm. and got a bunch of a bunch of food for the hotel room. Great. Including something that, that neither of us had ever seen, which is dessert hummus. Are you familiar with dessert hummus? Uh,
1: I am. I had not previously been, but uh, Stephanie, who used to work PR for Sabra, is familiar with this concept.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. Have you tasted it?
1: I have not, no. Why would I do such a thing? No.
0: Intellectual curiosity? Uh, <laughs> drunkenness? Uh, self-defeating genes, you know? I don't know why you would eat uh, dessert hummus. <laughs> All right, well, did you? I had a little bit of the hazelnut one. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't care for it. <laughs> no can I? Well, What do you... Okay, so normal hummus,
1: you would spread right. on uh, some vegetables, perhaps. A, uh, a pizza? Uh, some bread, yeah. A crunchy chip, something... A little, a little savory. What, what would you, what would you put dessert
0: hummus on? What is it? Wedding what's cake. Its vehicle. What? A wedding. A slice of wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> Get a nice, you, got, you got to bring your own dessert hummus to the wedding. You to say, oh, thank you for this. Get a little square they cut out. The bride gives it to you, and then you you reach into your pocket and you've got like a, a little ziploc bag with a. The hummus you don't want to bring the whole container you sort of <laughs> squeeze it through like a pastry sleeve onto the uh um, onto it. then you offer the would you like some to the bride and groom they say yes yeah. so they'd love some and, and that's how you bless a wedding the bride and groom hummus.
1: just so, sort yeah. of scoop dessert hummus into each other's mouths
0: like like children yeah yeah, yeah. by the way and then you just have kind of a whole food fight dessert hummus food fight sure it, because everybody's everybody's gonna be carrying them in their little Ziploc bags, um, in their vest pockets, and they're just squirting them around. It's
1: sort of like the scam of gift cards, because the the, the 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 purveyors of gift cards know that most people are just never going to cash them in, so it's free free money for them. But you know, the dessert hummus, yeah. dessert hummus is meant to be thrown, not to be eaten.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's not. It's discouraged that you eat it. Yeah. 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 You got to use your dessert hummus gift card in thirty days or it's gonna expire. As an expiration date uh, ew. That's what the expiration date is on the on the on the outside of the dessert hummus. Um, Best of thrown by? it's no that's that's the that's the expiration date for the gift card. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Not okay. for the actual hummus. The hummus is already expired. It's a very complicated marketing by time, plan. By the time you're reading the expiration date on the on the container it's already expired but you still have you may still have a few weeks uh, to use your gift card to get more (laughs) toys r us
1: so i i inadvertently just cited a a cultural phenomenon that i find repulsive that i'm going to uh, ask you about which is um the the tradition quote-unquote tradition of a bride and groom at a wedding feeding messily feeding one another pieces of wedding cake which seems to me to have uh, accidentally made its way from the tradition of giving a one-year-old a piece of its own birthday cake, and then the one-year-old being a being a baby scoops yeah. it up with its hands and shoves it into its own face, and somehow that the the other the other ceremonial cake uh, phenomenon, which is the wedding cake, somehow that somehow the 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 messy childishness of the first birthday has been imported into the wedding, so now brides and grooms smear smear cake on
0: each other. I don't care to consider either of those a tradition. (laughs) I recognize them as phenomena. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to dignify them. I don't I don't approve of either of those.
1: Not even the baby one? No. I think I don't think the baby thing is give the baby a sharp
0: fork, I say. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: I wonder if that also, was I done think, uh, was I that don't that think don't think my experience my experience is babies are are not that babies and toddlers are not as messy as reputation would 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 ask you to consider them to be yeah they don't like to make a mess i have kind, I've kind they of, make messes they try to be tidy do they? They do. They're humans. They they don't want to cause trouble. <laughs> this is inborn manners. Even even in in the young, Yeah, even in the youngest of us. Humans don't want to cause trouble. And I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to encourage <laughs> any of our toddler listeners to think that it's okay to just put cake wherever they want to on their face.
1: May I segue into uh, the, the, using the subject of children eating mm-hmm. into a thing I meant to mention last week, but our conversation was so fascinating that I, I forgot to, mm-hmm. uh, which is when uh, I was watching the Olympics a few weeks ago, um, and I was streaming it on, like, the NBC Sports app, which for some reason, the advertising was extraordinarily repetitive. Mm. Um, oh, that reminds me, though. There was one great ad, and it was a local ad. Um, <laughs> Stephanie's laughing in the background because we've been saying this phrase to each other, the catchphrase from this ad to each other for weeks, which is uh, it's a local uh, ambulance-chasing lawyer um, yeah. named William T- Matar. Whoops. Okay. Um, William Matar. Here is his... Well, I found his website very quickly. <laughs> and his... Um, his uh slogan is hurt in a car, call William Matar. Except he would uh he would perform this line, you know, he's in his own ad and like a lot of lawyers is spectacularly it uh ill suited to be in it to be on television. Yeah. Um from you coming from a family of lawyers, I'm sure would agree. Yeah. That like along with writers, they do not
0: belong on television.
1: And, uh, largely,
0: largely not. No, but when very he, sedentary and rumpled. Yeah, rumpled yeah. doesn't work well on TV. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when when William Matar would get to the catchline, he would enter into this almost kind of like this uh, this oratorial fugue state, and he would sort of slur his words together and say, in a kind of dull sing song way, "Harden a car, call William Matar. Harden hard a, hard a car, Harden a car." William and uh this ad played again and again and again every time there was a commercial break on the olympics but anyway one of the other ads that was playing was for a new candy bar seemed to be hurting the, Hurt the toe
0: hurting the toe Called willem dafoe <laughs> um actually uh
1: just watched the florida project last night so he's in my mind but i'll get to that um so anyway, the other one was for a new candy bar, Hershey's Gold, that I can only assume was generated as an Olympics tie-in, because gold yeah. medalists were acting as spokespeople for it. And I saw this ad, it, it was a gold, it's gold in color, it's not a chocolate bar. It's said to be, um, what was it, something cream? caramel caramel caramelized cream caramel cream something like that <laughs> Ed the face you're making is delightful and it's got little chunks of peanuts and pretzels in it you don't like this
0: I just don't I don't see it seems like uh, I don't know if that's how you how you get to be an Olympian is <laughs> <laughs> by stuff by by valorizing caramels and creams and pretzels and peanuts.
1: Yeah, uh, well,
0: There was some sort of energy bar.
1: <laughs> it does offer a, a little bit of energy, I suppose. Um, it offers calories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Just uh, a, kind of the momentum of energy. I um, I I, I, uh, I ended so up. What was one. the ad for it? Uh, the ad was
1: uh, a guy I I never recognized. I didn't recognize because uh-huh. I didn't. I haven't really followed Olympic athletes for a while. Um, and he w- went into, he walks into his trophy room, as I remember, um, where he's got all the, you know, all his gold medals and other kind of, uh, you know, athletic awards. Um, and he's got a rack of these among the, among the medals, among the gold medals is this rack of Hershey's gold candy bars. And he, and he eats one, something like that. Anyway. I actually, I actually made a video of my kids and I trying the candy bar in the parking lot of a drugstore. So I'll, I'm going to put that on Twitter later. But
0: I'd I, like to see that, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I, I didn't I have watch to say, one I have minute say, of the
0: Olympics. I have to say
1: it was pretty good. I just want to put that out there. It as was, a bar? As a bar. Was it like
0: a white chocolate bar? White chocolate-ish? It had Zagnut,
1: had, a, zero? Ri- had a richer flavor than white chocolate. It was. Did, it didn't have that blandness, bland, sh- sh- sugary sandiness of white chocolate. Yeah. And, um wasn't like a zero bar. I don't think I've had a
0: zero bar. What is that? Oh, zero bar was a good bar. It was a white chocolate bar with a lot of nougat. It was like uh, three musketeers with white chocolate. Not to be kind confused of. with the Zeno bar. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you have to eat, you eat half of it. Yeah. You eat you half keep of trying it. to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> you can <could> never finish. <laughs> it's half the distance to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's tantalizing. I didn't watch uh, minute one of the Olympics. Didn't watch the opening ceremony. Didn't watch a, a slalom. Yeah. Uh, didn't watch a half pipe. Uh, I had. I paid no attention to it and yeah. thought nothing of it. And I was. I think. Uh, I think that's okay. It is. You know okay. Why? You why? Because I don't love America, John. <laughs> I'm not on Team America. <coughs> didn't care if our athletes won or lost. <laughs> Couldn't care less right now. Yeah, got some stupid fucking athletes for a <laughs> stupid fucking country.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm sympathetic to that. I I watched it for the first time in decades and enjoyed it very much. But um, I like the Summer Olympics, though. That's the Olympics. Really? See, the Olympics I remember best from my childhood is the Winter Olympics because uh, that year in my hometown we had a lot of snow and i would watch various events and then i would go out with my sled or toboggan or what have you and pretend that i was i was competing in the olympics the winter olympics so it i think that i think that the year i was most interested in the olympics happened to coincide with just situationally it became it it uh it burned in a little better than the summer olympics
0: yeah that's fair
1: but you're gonna watch the Summer Olympics is what you're saying. Or you're gonna you gonna love America again by We'll
0: see. We'll see two years. We'll see how the see how the next few weeks go. hmm Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the I said I said two months ago, two months till resignation or impeachment, and we're about a <laughs> month in. And I uh, uh I think I'm I think I'm right. I really uh, do think there's only a couple of weeks left.
1: My my fear though Trump, is the congressional Republicans are just gonna Two one and Senate Republicans are just gonna stand down and and let authoritarianism creep creep over everybody
0: well they already have yeah there's no there's no they're going to they already have done so so
1: how how's how's how are we gonna get to that how are we gonna get but he's to that gonna point?
0: he's gonna resign he's gonna have to resign
1: no he's not
0: yeah he'll resign. He can, he can, he can claim. I've said this from the beginning that he would eventually resign, because he can claim victory, and martyrdom in resignation. Hmm. You can come back from resignation. Nixon came back from resignation. Yeah. He come back from impeachment. Clinton was impeached, I and mean, impeachment's not a big deal, really. Two presidents have been impeached and have served their terms. Yeah. Resignation is what we need.
1: <laughs> well, if there's one thing I'm
0: good at. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch the. I haven't watched the. Uh, usually I, I even didn't even like fill out the brackets for the the um, the the basketball tournament that's going on. And it's a good thing, isn't it?
1: Because <laughs> your bracket would have been crushed, or would it? Yeah, it probably would have been crushed. I just don't uh,
0: don't care about the sports activities.
1: Um, someone on uh, Twitter. Some wag quip that, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, you, what is it, University of Baltimore of University of Maryland, Maryland, Baltimore County. Baltimore County stood for, yes. that, the, that the abbreviation stood for, University of My Bracket Collapsed.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Of course, everyone's bracket always collapses. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: No one gets it right, right? I guess so. All brackets collapse in the end, John. Yeah, you're right. Um, trying to think if there's anything else exciting that you missed at the Associated Writing Programs conference. Um, a lot of uh, I snuck a lot of uh, beer down into the uh, or when I wanted a beer, I I, I took one from my cooler instead of purchasing one from the hotel bar. Okay. Uh, but there wasn't a feeling of sneaking. No one seemed to care. Um, right, it was a relaxed good. atmosphere. Uh, so I saved a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is good. Which is what I care about. At this point. <laughs> that is good. Being thrifty at literary events. I no uh, had a nice time with the electric literature uh, table oh, and good. people and the martini, uh, martini lunch. Great. Um, with that crew. I don't know if you saw the uh the uh um, InfoWars attack on electric literature. No. did mm. <laughs> tell me about this? What is this? Oh, one of these it wasn't originally InfoWars, but it was picked up by InfoWars uh was incensed that the NEA had it was funding a woke journal. <laughs> oh god. And then Used tried to use some uh like headlines and articles to uh uh to try to upset people. Um but I, I, I you know Oh if, there it is. If,
1: it says yeah. the headline, I'm not going to link to this or even click on yeah. it, but report yeah, don't. Taxpayers yeah. fund anti white journal. Right. That's right. electric literature.
0: Yeah. Um and the the argu- their argument was so unconvincing. I looked around on like Twitter to see if you know, if any uh, anybody was incensed, and, and even those people weren't impressed by the argument. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I just don't see. I don't, it's not piss Christ, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the good things about piss Christ and the controversy around piss Christ is that it raises the bar for what. Um, what you can be incensed about for the <laughs> NEA funding. Right? Sure. If it's not Piss Christ, if it's less than Piss Christ, it's like greater than or less than. Yeah. Is this is this a bigger deal than Piss Christ? Then they can get really angry about it. If so, it ain't Piss Christ, you know, get out of my inbox. So
1: if you've just made it gravy merry and you want to get some funding from the government, you're in yeah. you're in the clear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I had no idea how embarrassing for Alex Jones. Not that he's ever embarrassed by anything, but how is he alive? How has that man not have a had a massive coronary? How are any lip, of these guys lips to God's ears? Trump, yeah. B- Bill O'Reilly, Hannity, yeah. Alex Jones—they all seem just a hair's breadth away from a heart attack, a massive heart attack. Yeah. Well, how, you know? I just, how is it even? How are they alive? I just don't understand it. Uh,
0: they're vegans. <laughs> of course, that's why. Their vegan diet. <laughs> A lot of lentils. Yeah. Bill, Bill O'Reilly's about half lentils. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know which half, too. You know, has, <laughs> there's some lentily ass jowls right there. His <laughs> pupils are <or> lentils. <laughs> Yellow lentils. <laughs> oh dear. Um, there were uh, George Saunders gave a keynote oh, talk. Good. good. Was it good? It was good. It was encouraging.
1: I'm not surprised to hear that.
0: Bold, brilliant, funny, all of those, all the things that you would expect, and more. Delivered and uh, uh, delivered well. Good. Good.
1: Um i thinking
0: about eggs, as usual. The character from the box trolls?
1: No, <laughs> no, uh, no. The uh, the early '90s uh, indie rock band uh, with the trombonist. No, yeah. the I was food. I'm thinking
0: about the. Oh, the egg. The eggs. Oofs. The oofs. The yeah. The, the oofs. Oh, by the way, one th- here's 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 perhaps. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. This is, speaking of speaking of uh, rock and roll, uh, probably one of the key events of AWP was finally getting to meet Joey Sweeney.
1: Oh, you never met him?
0: <laughs> I would never met him. He was there with with Elizabeth. And oh, we of got course. Breakfast, and uh, he's cool.
1: Oh, great! I'm going to. You know what? I'll link to um, Joey's his current. Um, his the current, new album
0: just came out, I think.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, his current band um, is the Neon Greece. Uh, he's had a lot of bands. Um, let's see, Neon Greece, and they're terrific. They're um, they're more like '70s radio rock than um, than uh, Joey's previous stuff. Uh, but I highly recommend them. We uh, played a. They uh, played at a reading I gave last year on the book tour. Um, well, that's that's great. That's great. I'm glad you know each other now, and I hope that that I hope you encounter one another <clears throat> again and again as the years go by. You certainly will encounter each other again when AWP is in Philadelphia. Oh, very good. Which is in a few years. I am looking forward yeah. to that. Um, anyway, uh, last night we made. Uh, a, m- a bunch of things, but among them were some uh, sweet potatoes and broccoli. that had been roasted mm-hmm. on a pan in the oven. We had leftovers this morning. I undergirded them with some scrambled eggs, and oh dear. Uh, yeah yeah, put the, put the leftover vegetables on top, and it got me thinking once again how things on top of scrambled eggs or things under fried
0: eggs are inalienably excellent. You have an opinion about underdone eggs, overdone eggs
1: yeah, I do, and if, and I, I I have it with the passion of the converted, that the dry scrambled yeah. eggs are terrible, and those are the, those are the ones I yeah. grew up with, so when I was yeah. you know when I was young, that was the only scrambled eggs I wanted were yeah. were overcooked
0: yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, i've said I, our, our friend adam uh, price uh, writer, musician adam price, um, I think he got it from. Mario Batali but it was uh t- low medium low heat 20 seconds on 20 seconds off just cycling 20 20 20 20 I'll never stop stirring until, until to, get, done. to get scrambled eggs to get scrambled eggs and I've been using that method ever since Adam pointed it out to me it's really uh, it's really good
0: it's the way it's I like good. it it's pretty good yeah yeah See, I like a I like a very hot pan for eggs mm-hmm. oh really Um, And then they're done very quickly um, because then uh, uh, they leave no trace in the pan.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: And I don't like scraping eggs out of a pan.
1: Are you not using a nonstick pan for eggs?
0: I'm using a a nonstick pan and very high temperature. Okay. It slides right off. Yeah.
1: Do you, when you're frying eggs in a nonstick pan, do you flip them with a little flick of the arm or do you
0: scoop them with a spatula and over... Flick of, the, of the, arm. the arm! Yeah. Flick of the arm. Once you know how to do that, once you know how to, how to, how to flip things around um, in a skillet yeah. uh, or a pan, then uh, you have to keep doing it that way. Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's superior yeah, um, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a skill and it, it looks cool. It looks cool and feels really yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. it's like being able to light a cigarette you know with a match without taking the match out of the matchbox. see, matchbox. I think I think that's
1: grandstandy, but I'm not a smoker, so what do I know? I think the ideal thing to do is to carry a large box of strike anywhere wooden matches with you, yeah, or have or have perhaps a an eDC brass canister of strike anywhere matches dangling from your belt loop and yes. then you take one out and you um, along with your keys and, and your yeah. wallet and then you've you've got a, you've got uh, a hard sold shoes with no traction yeah uh, and then you light your match on the bottom of your shoe because where you're doing this it is very dry
0: that'll work yeah or the, the button of your the side button of the of the the uh, the coin pocket on your Levi's. Uh-huh, sure. Or the
1: zipper you on your too? your leather if moto thin, jacket.
0: If you're thin-hipped. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That'll work. Or to just merely conjure fire out of the air. <laughs> that's the coolest, the coolest <laughs> way to light a cigarette. It's like, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> use the flame that just comes out of <laughs> your fingertips.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's... That's grandstanding. Yeah, well, that's you that's know, that's grandstand- That's too much.
1: You don't want to Gandalf that shit at the bar.
0: Yeah, Gandalf that shit, man. Um, well, those are, those are those are good eggs. Most of the eggs I make are go directly into a breakfast burrito. Solid. Which is how I how I like to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Tortilla, a little salsa. There you go. Yeah, I I, I
1: can't argue with that. I really can't
0: mm-hmm my uh, the height of my culinary week has been on uh, a few days uh, a week um after school a friend uh who's who has a kid at the same school yeah um will uh will go over to either their house or our house to play and the kids play act like maniacs for a while while we cook sure and uh um We've been we've been eating
1: well. That's good living, by the way. Cooking yeah. cooking with friends while the kids go crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so been working out pretty well. We're both pretty good cooks. He's a good cook. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember what we made. We had a lot of uh, uh, lamb kebabs this week. Mmm. Lamb kebabs often. it's again, it's grown up food. Yeah. So there's <laughs> olives. You can make a child
1: eat, eat a lamb kebab. You can eat a non all You can make a non-olive lamb kebab for a oh. child, can't you?
0: You could, I suppose, but not these kids. No, we, we uh we spend a lot of time making uh, really good uh, dinners, uh, and you know we make you know, have the kids set the table, and we sit down, and then uh, the kids aren't hungry, and they end up just like eating a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. while we uh, feast on whatever it is that we've made. That sounds great. And that, that's that's what I, what I want, you know. Yeah. Like okay, you should eat your um, you know, eat your uh, eat eat your salted cod. I don't want the salted cod. Well, that's fine. Go play. No 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 Why aren't you eating your pheasant under glass? <laughs> I don't want pheasant under glass. Right? Fine. Fine then. Go, go put on a video. <laughs> I don't want any more port. Well, I'll take yours then. That's fine. Oh. Uh. I, I, kids won't drink. Kids won't drink their port, John.
1: I feel like the scene is happening in a um in a castle. Um 90% of which is is boarded off to save money because you in this case are uh a hereditary uh British landowner. Yeah, in penury. Yeah. Um yeah. with no money and titled uh, in penury. Yeah. You spend all your money on on pheasant Most. and port. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moats, right? Your poetry
0: moat, ever, ever expanding network of moats. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I'm sure I've mentioned this stuff on the podcast before, but it's worth bringing up again. We we were invited to dine with some friends who, since the last time we dined with them, have gone low carb. Um, so, now, which one is a carb? The carb—it's a—it's like a little bit of pretzel. There's a lot of carbs in the uh, in the Hershey's Gold. Little tiny carbs. Those are micro
0: carbs, really. Yeah. So, um, it's like sugar. Sugar is a carbohydrate, right?
1: I Ed, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Breads. Breads for sure.
1: They don't. They so, don't seem to want any potatoes. They're hostile. not going. They're not going full well, Atkins. They're they're just. They're just. <laughs> Just suppressing the carbs a little bit. They've lost a little yeah. weight. they were already these people. When they when they told us this, we were a little surprised because they're they're pretty fit, pretty fit. Yeah, people. that's who.
0: That's who. That's who does that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> people who don't need to. Yeah, yeah.
0: healthy jerks. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we had said I'd emailed and said, "Can we bring anything? A bottle of wine, some dessert, some bread,
0: dessert hummus."
1: Uh, (laughs) No, we did not end up bringing hummus, but we brought something good. Uh, So they said, well, you should bring bread if you want, but we're not going to have any because we're on a (coughs) low-carb diet. And then after some discussion, we decided, well, if they're not going to eat it, the whole point of bringing something is for everyone to enjoy, right? So. To give your host something that they too will like, as you enjoy the food that they have made for you. So we made um, the best dip, which is the uh, um, the Yotam Odalengi recipe, Zatar spiced beet dip with goat cheese and hazelnuts. Although we forgot the goat cheese at home and had red beets, tea. yeah, red beets, and it. Can, I'll, I'll link to this. Um. You got beets, cloves, chili pepper, some yogurt, some olive oil, a little maple syrup, and a bunch of za'atar, the Middle mm-hmm. Eastern spice blend. Yeah. Um, and you, you roast the beets and you grind all this well, which stuff Which is up heavily cumin.
0: A lot of it's cumin, right? Isn't that uh, the There might be the main... cumin
1: in it. The main things are... Uh, cumin with an edge. There's some hyssop in it. Yeah. There's some uh, sumac in it. There's some sesame in it. And probably mm-hmm. some cumin, a few other things. But it's sort of an earthy, herby, tart yeah. kind of yeah. blend. Good on scorched, good, good on ch- roasted chicken as well. Yeah. Anyway, this stuff is really good. And you can eat it with. We brought some celery. Um, but this morning I was eating some of the leftovers with chips. Remember, I told you about how a small child came to my condo. Um, with its mother trailing, uh, demanding that I buy snacks from it. Yes. And among the snacks that I bought was locally produced, uh, chips off the cob chips. Yeah. They're called, they're very natural corn tasting, a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. Frito-ish? Um, no, they have the consistency of tortilla chips. Okay. Um, but, uh, so they're not as, they don't fight back as much as a Frito.
0: <laughs> Fritos are fighting back in 2018, man. Yeah. 2018. Um, Fritos fight back.
1: But these chips have, they have now spread throughout all the local grocery stores. They have a pretty elaborate website now. I guess they were on Shark Tank. Uh, and I'm going to recommend them even more highly now. They're very delicious corn chips.
0: Off the Cob.
1: Off the Cob, yeah. So they go well with the beet dip. They're on Shark Tank. It's that's a, I haven't seen this, but it's
0: what it says on the website. You know, our friend Leslie was on Shark Tank. Which friend Their their product, uh, Leslie Pearson yeah? from Seattle. Oh, yes. A uh, product called Good Hang-Ups, and it's gone <laughs> quite well. Really? Yeah, it's a way of hanging up like posters and, and things on the wall without damaging the wall, without damaging the thing. Um, it's, uh, successful and, and, uh, it's been, I think, a great experience and it's, uh, a Um, shark tank success.
1: I'm looking at them now. Oh, oh, so it's a sticker that's magnetic and you put a little magnet. Yep. That's clever.
0: Good hangups.
1: And then they come off the wall.
0: Yeah. No big deal.
1: This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Okay, I approve. Congratulations to her.
0: Yeah. And their their son, who's seven or eight, uh, has just started a uh, um, a business. He's come up with a game called Tacos versus Burritos.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that they've been um, uh, pushing around. Went from prototype to uh, design. I think you might be able to find tacos versus burritos. All right, all right. A game for everyone who likes tacos or burritos or competition between (laughs) foods. (laughs) People who like to see one food set against another.
1: Here it is. the crazy fun game created by a seven-year-old, says the Kickstarter. looks like this seven-year-old had a touch of graphic design assistance, though.
0: Well... (laughs) (laughs) sure
1: sure this looks adorable Mm -hmm. you've got uh uh, cards crafty crow trash panda trash panda trash panda okay great what a what a uh what a successful family
0: they uh their 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 brains don't stop working (laughs) <laughs> love, to, love to come up with ideas. Most of the ideas, both the, the mother and father and child, um, the, uh, there's a lot of silly ideas. Most of the ideas are silly, um, unworkable, ridiculous. But every, uh, every, every, every hundred thousandth idea they have mm-hmm. actually has some practical application, and they have the intelligence of how to bring it to market. Yeah. Um, I think they're disappointed when they have an actually good marketable idea, because cause those aren't the best ones yeah <laughs> no yeah then
1: they have yeah. to do that
0: like oh that actually could work okay that's uh, a year out of our life let's <laughs> think of more funny names for things we'll get back to that after if I this could, appearance on shark tank
1: if i could monetize my band name list i would be so happy
0: well you might not have tried
1: <laughs> i guess i haven't
0: yeah i played a bunch of band gigs yesterday what, multiple St. Gigs Patrick's in Patrick's day. day, we had two gigs in one day. Wow. At two McMinimins properties, one in the Wilsonville Old Church down mm-hmm. in the suburbs, played on the patio in a light rainstorm. Lovely, I think, uh, probably. Was it cold? Um, it was a little cold, a mm-hmm. little chilly. Um, there weren't a whole lot of people listening. There were a lot of people inside watching uh, who didn't want to come out. And some people came out, mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, McMinivans is an excellent organization, and they recognize that some gigs are different than others, and so they actually have some latitude on what they'll pay. And so they actually made it worth our time. Great. Probably made more money than if everybody had come out and written poetry. Oh, <laughs> they, they realized we weren't going to get tips, and so they they gave us a little, a little more. That's good. That's good. For. And then we played at uh, downtown, the middle of a big uh, St. Patrick's Day. Saturday night celebration mm-hmm. played for three or four hours owl's um, den in the Crystal Hotel to a big crowd we worked up uh, we had a few practices this week so we could have an Irish set mm-hmm because it seemed appropriate sure so we learned a bunch of songs that we will probably never play again these are the Hill Williams this is the Hill Williams band
1: mm-hmm
0: I've uh, got a new fiddler Um uh, sounded pretty good it was fun I enjoy playing music and I would like to do it rather than anything else because it's nice because uh, it's this weird thing that it uh, um, when it's when it's work like when you're actually getting paid for it like you go yeah and, and you uh, you go into like a bar and you like do all the setting up and you're you have a thing to do and you try to do it well and you're not you might have a beer but you're not there drinking. Yeah. And then when it's over, you you load out and you go home. Yeah. And you feel like, "Oh, that was a that was a that was a nice day's work." I am
1: uh I'm in a stage with the musicians I'm I've been playing with. We need a fourth member, uh which we're I think we're going to try next week. Um where we're not good enough to gig yet and mm. we're not practicing enough to get good enough fast enough. And so it's time to buckle down and actually get a set together. But mm-hmm. I'm very resistant to that, just out of some fundamental personal laziness. And once we're over that hump and we can play shows, I think I will enjoy playing shows. But mm-hmm. I also discovered that one of my bandmates is, uh, just from social media, is disturbingly into uh, St. Patrick's Day.
0: But what, what is into? Uh, just involved, really
1: like... rocking the rocking the colors, the green beer, Instagramming some Irish words. I have to talk to him about this.
0: The Irish words that he knows, like the, what they mean, or is, I
1: think he does. Yeah,
0: it's sort of I like back tattoos of <laughs> authentic-looking ideograms.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, green beer. Yeah, I assume. It's just food that, color. I assume it's just food coloring. But is there some? origin story here other than like everything has to be green on St. Patrick's Day? Is it something less stupid than that?
0: No. No, it's that that's the stupidity. It's it's sports stupidity, right? Your school's <laughs> color is orange, everything has to be orange. Your right. school's color is purple, everything has to be everything fucking has to be purple. Manhattan, yeah, and Kansas, then you have to say purple. you have to say You've got I, a bollard <laughs> in front of your building, it's gotta be painted purple. You have an awning, that awning is purple now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got socks. Those socks get purple. Purple coffin.
1: <laughs> purple formaldehyde. And you have to say, you have to say, I purple bleed. I bleed. Insert team color. Right. Yeah. One thing I, one thing I'm vexed by about living in this part of the country is that I like the color orange very much, but there is nothing orange in Central New York that is not Syracuse, Syracuse? basketball related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you have to make a choice. So, anyway, there's no ancestral beer that's that's naturally green.
0: No, <laughs> you know the answer is no, John. I think I <laughs> don't, uh, well. Don't, I, have, don't ask me stupid questions. I mean, you know. Uh, no, I think I think. Uh, I mean, the Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake is naturally so. green. Shamrock uh, Shake is naturally green. Like a wheat grass. <laughs> Beer, maybe I guess. <laughs> there's a wheatgrass craze. I think it's passed. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, no, I think uh, I think if your beer is green, um, there's a problem with your beer. <laughs> <laughs> On any other day, uh-huh. uh This that said, I don't know if I've ever seen a green beer. I don't think I even, have either. Even even at one of these. Things we were that was playing yesterday. Um, I don't think I saw anybody drinking a beer that was was anything other than a fine uh, uh Ruby or IPA or Stout. Yeah.
1: Well, that's good news anyway. I, I I wouldn't know because unless I were in your situation, that is playing a show, there's yeah. no way you could get me to a bar on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah.
0: Here's an observation. Okay. Cultural moment. So it's Saturday night. It's St. Patrick's Day, a drinking holiday, mm-hmm. a ridiculous, one, but still like like a Halloween or New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Um, people were not out and about. Really? I mean, there were you know there were some people at this. There was a big street party, you know, right between us and Jake's Seafood Grill. that was attended, but not thronged. Mm-hmm. Uh, stopped by you know, driving home. You know, drove. Well, I had one beer at the Sandy Hut with my friend Justin Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, who, who who came and suffered through our set uh, <laughs> patiently, um, and it was a normal night there. I stopped by the um, Moon and Sixpence, it was our, our, a neighborhood Irish bar, and they had you know they had a band in the back, and they, were, they had a doorman. Probably the only time of the year that they do that. But it was probably, there were probably fewer people there than there were on a regular, would be on a regular Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I think in this cultural moment, people are not going out, John. People are not cutting loose.
1: I think that when you and I were children, Irish heritage, when the world uh, was thought to be white, Irish heritage was meaningful. Um, but the world has changed for the better, I think, and yeah. it's a, it's now a subcategory of a subcategory, and people don't give that much of a shit anymore, is my thinking. What do you think? <laughs> this is an unusually long silence for... Have I said something controversial?
0: You've said no. No, no, no. I, I think that, that that kind of I don't know. That's part of it. That's part of it. Um, I, I think people just don't want to leave their houses right now.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: not. I think, I think, like young, like the, the, the drinking crowd, people in their twenties, thirties, they're not going out. Yeah. Um, which, just people do what they want to do. That's fine. But it's a, if I feel, is a a sign of of the. Um, tightening of society, the decrease in um, civic participation of encountering strangers, <laughs> of uh, associating with anyone—I think it's a sign of it. Not going out. Mm. We don't uh, want to celebrate.
1: But don't people take to the streets for other things? That are important People are not
0: taken to the streets. There, there, there's Aside from, at this point, you know, there's the, the big, you know, the occasional big um, demonstration. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of little demonstrations. Even in Portland, there's not. Interesting. You know, it'd be like a big school walkout or a big national march or this or that. But there's not, in Portland, like the, uh, uh, we're mad we're going to go walk around, you know. So what are the what's going to happen Ed, when when he fires We're Mueller? Down. What's going to happen? Um, I don't know. Anything? No. No, I don't think I don't think he'll do anything. Um, I think it will. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I think uh, uh, one. I think he is alert to the possibility of the Twenty Fifth Amendment being enacted which is why i think he's cleaning the cabinet
1: he totally is he's packing it with losers not that not that it was like well staffed before
0: yeah yeah um but i don't think that will i I think that's that's behind some of these changes i don't think there's anything behind them except for you know madness uh, uh uh madness and revenge oh god he loves revenge doesn't he it's all it is. It's madness. It's madness. Yeah, madness. You know, we're dying as a result. I can um, But I think uh, I don't know. I think he's gonna. I think he'll resign. Uh, I think he'll probably fire Mueller. People will be upset. Um, he'll get crazier and crazier, and then a few other shoes will drop. Um, I mean, the investigation can continue without Mueller. He can fire Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop the investigation or criminal charges.
1: Do you think? Uh, do you think he's going to get the get New York State involved? So the if, because of uh, the possibility of uh, unpardonable convictions.
0: Well, I think I think I think that's part of, that's part of the strategy of having you know a number of these things being financial and state level. Yeah, uh, is they're outside of the pardon. Um yeah I think I think Mueller um and the staff of the special prosecutor's office probably have i'm sure they have a plan for his the firing mm-hmm. which which continues the you know the investigation and charges.
1: That's what I keep hoping, but you know? well we may find out very soon.
0: Did I you- give it a month. I don't know exactly how it's gonna uh, how it's gonna. Be. I don't know exactly how it's gonna happen. Things are gonna get worse, increasingly worse. But I think that within the month he will resign voluntarily, and claim victory.
1: All right. I'm I I. This the prediction has been noted.
0: But okay. I, I think I think after after he's gone, he is swiftly forgotten, and I think that that the other other crimes and um, badnesses of this period um, like, like torture under the Bush era will be um, forgiven and forgotten uh, so that, uh, um, so the power structure can stay in place. When
1: I was young, my, I always just figured the truth will out. Mm -hmm. And then during the Bush era, I came around to thinking, no, the truth will not out. Yeah. And now, I think the truth will out, but no one will care. No one will care. Nothing matters. That is my worry. That's my that is my old man position. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, did you like the Florida project? By the way?
0: Haven't haven't seen it. Don't I, know what it is. I have mixed feelings. It's a movie. Hurt your toe, call Willem Dafoe.
1: Are you hungry for lunch? Well then let's have lunch. Do you want some lunch? Then we'll give you some lunch Do you have a hankering for lunch? We'll then come to lunch Cause it's time for lunch Box with Ed and John That's right It's time for lunch Box with Ed and John